Hello, and welcome to episode 52 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know about an offer I'm doing in December with my one-to-one coaching. For anyone who signs up in December, I'm offering a 10% discount on my two packages. All of the details and prices are online at sallywebstercoaching.com in the work with me section. And this applies to all existing clients, all previous clients, um, and all new clients. And the only caveat is that you have to start the package by the 31st of January 2024. So the reason I'm doing this is because I feel super just in love with coaching and I want more people to be doing it. And I just want to give you guys that little gift at this time of year. And if that helps you out, then my life, like my work is done kind of thing. Well, the work then just gets to begin, which is so exciting. But yeah, I would love for you to take a look. And if this is something that you are interested in, have been on the fence about, um, maybe now is your time. I have introduced a smaller sort of general life coaching package. So it's six sessions and it's really there to help you with some of the things and some of the areas where you feel most stuck in your life. In addition to my 90 day signature sort of stop overeating, stop over drinking program. So here we go. As we come into December, which I know just is fundamentally almost like a circumstantial fact, is a really busy month for all of us, which involves a lot of socializing and food, I thought it would be helpful to talk about eating for positive emotion. So often we talk about eating for negative emotion, like buffering our bad emotions away, like making them just like not feel so intense, not wanting to feel them. But there is a flip side. And I know this because I know that this was certainly true for me because lots of us can eat for positive emotion, you know, for celebration. But what happens often when we're doing that is it might look like overeating because we're often eating past the point of full. Um, We're not eating when we're hungry. We're like, yeah, I'll take a piece of cake, even though I have not one iota of hunger in me. Um, And we're sort of eating because we feel like we have to. Um, And it might sound like, why not? This is what Christmas is about. This isn't the time for well-being. This isn't the time for conscious eating. Like Christmas is all about eating gorgeous food. I'll deal with it in January. It doesn't matter. I don't want to be weird. It's easier to say yes. Uh, Fuck it. (laughs) And there's also kind of underpinning that is that food is a connection point, that having toasting with someone and for that drink to be the same drink is the connection point. Somehow that you two people consuming a glass of champagne each is going to be a way of connecting. <clears throat> and I want you to take a second to think about how thoughts like that make you feel and what they lead you to do and whether you like the outcomes that they create. So remember the think-feel-act cycle. Your thoughts create your feelings, drive your actions, and it's those sets of actions which create the outcomes, like create your daily experience. 
and consider what those outcomes are going to be when you are believing those things about Christmas and food and the power it has. And I want you to remember that primal part of your brain, okay, that there is a part of you it's almost like this subconscious automatic part of you, which is to seek pleasure and instant gratification. It's how you are hardwired. It's how we were designed to survive. And it's going to feel like primal urge. It's going to feel strong. And it's going to create desire for these foods and drinks that give us that dopamine and that pleasure um, in spades, which is like all of the food and drink of Christmas. But if we give in to every urge we have, we're letting our primal brain run the show. And we've got this evolved part of our brain, our prefrontal cortex, and we mustn't forget about it because it's how we create intentional outcomes rather than go to default primal behaviors that are designed for our survival. When our, in theory, you know, like in reality, our survival is not in threat. Like the saber-toothed tiger is not coming. And I do just want to sew that in here for to remind you where this urge can be coming from and that it's not anything that's wrong with you. It's very normal. It's very natural, but you still, it doesn't mean you have to kind of listen to it. It doesn't mean that you have to react to it. You can just allow it to be there as part of your human experience. Just having a sip of my coffee. Um, And I think that the best way and this is this is kind of the way to approach all of life. But the best way to approach this time of the month in relation to positive, celebratory, good emotions, eating and drinking and all the jolliness rather than like the stress of it all. But don't ever don't forget that that's always going to be going on at the same time for most of these Christmas things. It just is a natural um, kind of byproduct. The best way to approach it is to consider what your objectives are for your experience at Christmas. And I can't speak for you. So I'm just going to use myself as as an example and speak for myself and say that my objectives at Christmas are to connect with my friends and family, like truly connect, to rest and recuperate. So I don't want to come out of it feeling um, exhausted. I really, I'm I'm done with that feeling. I'm done with that cycle. I want to be present to each experience. Whatever happens, I want to be present. I don't want to be scrolling my Instagram the whole time. I don't want to be going, oh, I just need a drink to get through this. Um, And I want to be fully engaging with the full experience that's in front of me and to celebrate the joy and gratitude that I have for my life and for my family and just to really be able to feel that. So those are your results. If you think about it, like the thought model, you've got at the bottom of it, the results that you create. And all of these objectives that I just said would go in the result line of your thought model. And the circumstance is your behavior and actions in December, like how you show up to December and over Christmas. And then if you work your way back up the model from those results, from those objectives, what actions would you need to be doing or what I need to be doing to create those things as my results? Well, for me, I would need to not be placing all my focus and emphasis on the food because it totally, 100% detracts from my ability to connect and be present. Because of course, I'm, I'm having to think about something else 
in addition to the person that's in front of me, the experience that's in front of me. And I would need to be treating my body with like, I would need to be treating my body very well with good quality food most of the time and lots of hydration and, you know, going on good walks and being conscious about my alcohol intake and setting time aside for me. Otherwise, I know that when I don't, I all get in my head (laughs) and it gets in the way of me feeling the joy and the gratitude that I want because I'm starting to give myself a hard time. I'm starting to feel doubt. I'm starting to just go like, oh, just don't feel that good because I don't feel good when I don't treat my body well. And that's not about trying to to treat it like um, in this insane, healthy, like perfect way. No, it's just like, it's just about finding consistency where I can and generally just having a bit of a plan around some of the foods at Christmas that I know I like, but that if I ate them all the time, I wouldn't feel good. So I just want to like not get in my head about it. I don't want to do things that increase the chatter. Um, And so being not obsessed with the food helps me to do that. And it gets in the way 100% of me feeling rested and like I've recuperated and taking good care of myself. Connection, being present, rest, recuperation. These things don't require food or alcohol fundamentally because they are created by how you treat yourself and how you are thinking and feeling. And in fact, they often, like food and alcohol, often get in the way of connection and being present and feeling rested and recuperated. And of course, you want to be feeding yourself well. We're always talking about eating like, you know, hearty, nutritious meals. But it's so it's not about any sort of deprivation or like, oh, I'm just going to eat soup. No, it's just about taking good quality care of yourself, eating, you know, good quality meals and not obsessing over the food. And I think of like that wine glass, you know, when you're making that sound around the top with the circle when it's empty. And then as you start to fill it up, you know, the noise dulls. And that's what it's like when we consume the food, regardless of what the emotion is, positive or negative. So that wine glass is like your body and your vessel and you kind of feel the emotion within you less as you fill yourself up more with something external. And when I think of Christmases and birthdays where I've overconsumed, my mind is taken to that. It's not, you know, I'm thinking I don't feel good in my stomach. Oh God, now my jeans feel tight. I feel a bit self-conscious, like wondering why I did that, Uh, feeling a bit frustrated that I took it a little too far. And it stops me from feeling the full feel or like vibration or frequency of that positive feeling that I was feeling and that I want to feel, that connection, that joy, that gratitude, that pleasure, it just gets in the way of how high that frequency can kind of run. Because it's 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 very hard for your body to be doing those two things, like to digest and process and under, and sort of like process like in your mind as well as in your body, all of that food and maybe alcohol that it's consumed. And so it just gets in the way of you feeling the full highest frequency of that emotion. It doesn't mean that you don't feel it, but it means that you don't feel it to the highest sort of capability that you could. So 
This is not about eating and drinking like a monk over Christmas, because I don't do that and I don't recommend it unless you're a monk. But it's about understanding your objectives. And when you do that, you can work out your ideal plan of action. And now, you know, it's your plan. It's not mine. And ask yourself, what would you need to feel to take the plan of action and to make it your reality? So you've got clear on your objectives. What would you need to do to do that, to create those objectives? What would you need to feel? For me, it would be to feel secure, like secure in myself. And to feel secure, I would need to be believing about my Chris, like about my actions and my and how I'm going to show up at Christmas and my behavior at Christmas and the whole experience of it. That nothing creates connection, joy, and well-being other than me. I am the person who's fully in control of that. Those are the three things that I value very highly, and I know align with me: connection, joy, and well-being. And they are what makes me feel just right in myself. And when I think that I feel secure, I take the action I want, which creates the results that I want. That thought is such an empowering one that nothing creates connection, joy, and well-being other than me. Because I'm not giving your my power to the food or anything that's outside of me. So yes, we want to be eating nice food that tastes good to us but we don't need to give it all of this like extra unnecessary like power to create our experience. Food tastes good. I eat food that tastes good to me and I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full. If I just reminded myself of those sort of four things around the Christmas period, I think that you would be showing up to food in a different way because it's just, it lowers the power you're giving it. It lowers the intensity and like vibration of it all. I'm not using food as a way to increase connection or increase or mask a feeling. Why would I choose not to do that? Because I know it doesn't work. I like I get distracted when I eat too much. I get distracted when I'm obsessing or getting overexcited about the food and thinking it's the focal point. I'm missing what the bloody focal point is. I'm missing the joy and the connection and the and the sort of the gratitude because there's too much other stuff. It's that wine glass analogy. The connection is like is and comes from me. The gratitude and joy is come is and comes from me and what I'm thinking in the moment. It's about believing the situation is enough with or without the food. Like as a fundamental thing, you go into any situation with or without the food, that situation is beautiful and gorgeous and perfect and enough. And then the food is just a delightful, privileged, like side note, which of course you can be thankful for and enjoy and take pleasure from, but it's not the focal point because it doesn't create connection, you do. How you talk to someone does, how you look them in the eye, how you really listen when they're speaking to you and think about how you want to respond. That is true connection. Not, oh, hello, friend. We both have this same alcoholic substance in our drink. Cheers, take a sip. Aren't we suddenly so much more connected? No, (laughs) no, it's just like, and then you are deciding whether you want to have that drink 
because you like it and because it's what you want. And it's it's not coming because of what you think it can do for you. It's coming because it's what you want. You enjoy it. And you're giving it the appropriate amount of kind of power and authority. And in doing that, you are giving yourself ultimate power and authority. <clears throat> it is about choosing to believe something intentional with your prefrontal cortex, not your primal brain, so that you come out of it all feeling how you want and what and achieving what you wanted with those objectives. When you believe that food is the focal point or the alcohol, what happens? What is the outcome when you are believing that? Think, think about it. How does it make you feel and what does it drive you to do? And does it meet the ends that you want? Will, like, will you feel how you want to feel when you do that? Because if you do, then that is your, like, that's yours and that's great. And you can feel naturally so much power because more power because you've thought about it. Like, yes, this is what I want rather than almost just being in the passenger seat and all of us just doing all of this default kind of socialized automatic behavior that is like not really conscious and not coming from our individual needs. And it's almost coming from this like collective need, but we're disregarding our own feelings in that process. So I encourage you to be present in the moment, you know, and at the same time, consider how you want to feel when Christmas is done, because you can saddle those two things. And when you do, you realize it's possible that food doesn't have to play this big role in creating your joy and pleasure. You can be excited and happy by how you're choosing to think. Like this moment is enough just as it is. This moment is perfect just as it is. I create connection. Nothing creates connection, joy, and well-being other than me. And from there, I enjoy food, but I don't obsess or place too much emphasis on it. And therefore, I don't overeat it or eat it when I'm not hungry. And when you do that, you just fundamentally feel pretty good about stuff, regardless of what the food is. So you're not overeating the truffle pasta or the cheese straws or the lint balls. You're just having them to the point that feels right to you and where you are treating your body ultimately with gratitude and respect and love and kindness. And it's also about feeling that full breadth of emotion that's available to you. So not dulling the frequency of positive emotion and connection and joy and pleasure. Like thinking of that wine glass, you feel it more when you're not filled up with all this other stuff. And that doesn't mean that you're not consuming it at all. It just means you're not over consuming it so that you you feel that gratitude and joy and presence and connection more when there's not something getting in the way of it. And, you know, that's kind of hard to explain until you've really experienced that for yourself. And yes, it will mean that you possibly feel the other negative emotions Um you know, at this like a higher frequency at a more intense vibration. But hey, this is your human experience and you are on this earth to feel the full breadth of human emotion, good and bad. Um, and like, let's not forget that two things can exist at the same time. So like in social situations, I was an extremely shy child and I, <laughs> I definitely, you know, a lot of people find that surprising now because I come across as quite outgoing, but hey, 
we learn to survive. And I definitely get nervous, even with good friends. And I feel kind of dysregulated after I've socialized and I need to be quiet and I need to be alone. But I get nervous and I, and you know, whether it's with great friends, with like your weird extended family who you never see, um, the energy is always just, or like with close, gorgeous family that you love, the energy is just vibrating higher and it's full on. So it's going to be always a balance of like those positive emotions that you're happy to be there. It is joy, it is pleasure, it is connection, but it's also like, it's it's something else, you know? It's a, it's a vague anxiety, it's a vague vulnerability. Um, But yes, you will feel those negative emotions that little bit more, but if you get to counteract that with that, you get to feel the positive emotions even to a higher frequency. That is one of the greatest joys. Nothing can get in the way of that. You're in control of that. So it's all about being very deliberate about how we think and very conscious to how we feel so that we're always creating the outcomes we want, that feel aligned to our values and the experience we want to create. So I've explored how I approach these things and it's up for grabs for you to do the same. Consider what you want to feel at the end of it all. Consider what you want to do and not do over Christmas. What are the outcomes you want? The results you can say are true for you. Establish what it might look like. And then it will look different to mine. Okay. So I'm not saying it should be or sound like mine. And then understand what do you need to be thinking and feeling to create that action? And when I'm going into this all with this sort of power, this power thought that nothing creates, connection, joy, and well-being other than me. And I feel secure in myself and confident and knowing. And I just make my daily plan for food and alcohol from this much more empowered yet neutral place. And this is how you make it a reality by making this daily plan, reminding yourself of the intention and the outcomes you want, and just showing up for it daily. There will be flex, and flow, and you will be relaxed as you know that you are you have the opportunity to set the intentions every day and make a plan for each day according to what you're doing. Because obviously it varies over Christmas. It is not a normal Monday to Friday. We're not trying to be perfect. We're not striving to follow a diet. We're striving to eat and drink in a way that feels right to us. Then when we, rather than like that feeling where we don't get to decide, like it's a done deal because we feel ultimately powerless and like the decision's been made for us. And that is when we're giving our power to this food on the plate or this substance in the glass. And that's what I want to encourage you to understand is that play for you and ask yourself what it is you want to do about that. Food is pleasure. It's part of life. It's something to share. Yes. But what we're often most looking for at the bottom of that, the root of that, the the root desire of that is to create connection and to create gratitude. And you get to ask yourself, what will help you most create that? If you focus too much on food and alcohol as the vehicle, it can create the opposite of that connection and gratitude because so many of us can overeat it. It can dull your experience rather than elevate it. There are lots of people who feel perfect gratitude and connection. They're just eating the food on a level that feels really right to them and they're not overeating it. And that's what we want to be looking at. What can you believe about food at this time that will serve you and help you deliver on the objectives that you have decided on ahead of time? 
So plan ahead, think ahead and show up daily for it so that you create it. Christmas is a beautiful time of year to like, it's why wouldn't you want to create a Christmas that you've designed with actions that you've been intentional about rather than follow like just this default behavior that always leaves you feeling the same in January. You can absolutely take control and enjoy it so much more. Enjoy all of your emotions so much more. Feel your emotions more and just see what happens when you do that. See what you think about it all. Challenge yourself. Okay, that's it for now. Don't forget about my coaching offer. Um, If you have any questions, just send me uh, an email to sally at sallywebstercoaching.com. You can visit my website, sallywebstercoaching.com. Um, otherwise, have a beautiful week and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.